the big rally in West Virginia last night. Trump was not slowed down a bit by the news day. Mm, nothing gets to him, apparently. Big, other big than, news day yesterday? Other than everything getting to him. It's weird. Everything gets under his skin, like in his bedroom in his boxer shorts while he's watching cable TV. He can't let some weekend $20,000 a year <laughs> commentator on CNN at night go unresponded to. Right. Yet at the same time, he can have arrows coming in from every angle and stand up at that rally and do his full-on swagger thing. He's an interesting dude. There's no doubt about it. Steven Tyler has asked the Donald Trump stop playing Aerosmith songs at rallies. We'll get into that coming up. Do you know Stephen Tyler's a registered Republican and uh, friends with Trump? But he doesn't want his music played at the Trump rally. Really? Yeah. Wants to keep it nonpartisan? Well, I'll stay tuned for that fascinating tidbit combining politics and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, boy. So please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show for the first time in too long, Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst, the... Founder of Citizen Voice, a fabulous nonpartisan organization designed to get you informed, does great uh, interviews with candidates for elections, that sort of thing. Gary, how are you, sir? Hey, good to talk to you guys. And, you know, the intersection of politics and rock and roll, that is like a perfect nexus for you guys, really. <laughs> That's here's, what we're all about. Here's the first question, Gary WTF? <laughs> That's our question. <laughs> Are you talking about whether all this is going to mean anything, Jack? Is just, that what it really just, is about? just the whole damn thing. Everything. <laughs> the whole thing. The, 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 the elected officials, the electorate that elected them, the media, just the whole freaking thing. <laughs> Good Lord. And here's the thing, Gary, in 40 seconds or less. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah, so, Some of the 21st century for us. So we've gone through the uh, the legality of it, and he seems like, unless we're missing something, in decent shape, legally speaking. But as Gerald Ford once said, an impeachable offense is whatever a majority of the House says it is. And so if the Democrats take it, could they impeach him? Would the Senate convict? I mean, do you, do you see any possibility of going that direction over the stuff that happened yesterday? Yeah, well, here's the thing, guys. Honestly, absent yesterday, just take yesterday out of it for for a faint moment. If the Democrats retake control of the House, there was going to be a huge push for impeachment already. Right, right. So so I I think that this does add fuel to that fire, Jack. I don't see how you avoid that. And, And, you know, I think it's really unmistakable at this juncture. If the Democrats, if Nancy Pelosi is Speaker, she is going to get huge pressure, whether she wants to do it or, or not herself, to impeach the president. I don't think there's any question about that. Well, I wonder if it's less. If you're running against Nancy Pelosi for Speaker, would you get more support being pro-impeachment or anti-impeachment? Because Nancy has said that she doesn't think impeachment's a good idea. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That That is, you know, there's already a lot of foment going on in her caucus, as you well know, about whether if they retake control, should she indeed be Speaker again? Like, you've got certain Democratic House candidates who would actually help retake control of the House for that party, saying if they get elected, they will not support her as Speaker. So, you know, the chances are, though, chances are she is going to re- get that post back, if that's the case. Wow. And, and I think the thing about it is, I, I think the conundrum is going to be, do the Democrats, some are going to say, squander 18 months between now and the next presidential just focus on an impeachment process, or they're going to try to deliver something for their own base and maybe the independent middle that gets people fired up for 2020. Well, what a great be, political question. In our current climate in America, are you better off 
rallying people around hatred of a particular person or rallying people around, look, we're actually accomplishing something. Well, I, to me, it is clearly the latter. I think impeaching Trump, unless unless something serious comes up, I think if it were simply what we know right now, if they won them back to the House, they tried to impeach Trump, I think it would be disastrous on, you know, on par with the, the Republican attempt to impeach Bill Clinton. I think that would be a terrible move. That would so harden support for Trump or or whatever Trumpism becomes. And, and I think a lot people of people really in the middle, in. Lot, yeah, those people would dig in for life. And I think a lot of people in the middle would would respond as they did when Clinton was impeached with a are, are, we're going down this road seriously with all the problems the country has. I, I just think it'd be a terrible mistake politically for the Democrats. And, and like and that's, that's excellent points on a number of fronts. Joe, here's the thing. Even if he gets impeached, we saw with Clinton, if the Republicans retain control of the Senate, which odds are right now they're likely to, he doesn't get thrown out sure, anyway. Sure. So now you go through now you go through that whole circus that we saw with Bill Clinton. And, and, you know, go back to the politics of that moment. Did Republicans gain substantially from impeaching Bill Clinton? Most people in retrospect would say no. So I think that's Pelosi's historical perspective on this thing. What do we have to gain? What do we have to lose? Look, let other people on TV yell about Donald Trump. We, we, let's deliver a couple of things or at least prevent Trump from doing a couple of things that at least we can crow about for the next 18 months. God, yeah, no kidding. I, I would think you'd be better off if I'm a Democrat Pass some sort of universal health care, bailing out college kids, whatever's you know super popular, even if it doesn't make it through the Senate or get signed, and show that, boy, if we just had more people on our side, we could get this stuff done. Oh, yeah, I think that would be a great strategy. Gary Dietrich is online. Now, Gary, if you don't know Gary, his, part of Gary's whole history is is wanting politics to be more honest and voters to be more informed and that sort of thing. And I know you're not a big fan of sleazy campaign finance you know, hijinks going on. Um, having said that, as you look at the allegations against uh, Michael Cohen and Trump with the uh, paying off the uh, the young ladies in question, how serious is that amount of money or that sort of thing in the world of campaign finance violations? Well, you know, at the federal level, when you start talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines, I heard you guys caught you guys earlier talking a little bit about Obama's stuff. Look, the thing about it is whether it be in state capitals like Sacramento and other states or whether it be in Washington, Campaign uh, finance violations happen all the time. Sometimes they're very small. Somebody forgot to turn in a certain form on time. Other times there are things like, hey, you misspent funds that shouldn't have gone to something. For the most part, guys, I have never seen that in and of itself bring down a candidate. It just doesn't happen because people assume, yeah, this is the kind of junk that goes on all the time. So, uh, you know, is that likely to derail a 2020 effort for Trump? No. You know, if it the other thing is. Does Cohen know anything else? That's really that's really what this sure. boils down to. I mean, the Stormy Daniels thing, gosh, that thing's been around for so long now. Who doesn't have an opinion already formed about that? But if She's, anything else comes that out... That story's starting to sag, if you hear me talking. No! Huh? Anybody? Unfair. <laughs> anyway, you were saying? No, that's it. I mean, has is, is Cohen got any other dirt on the president other than, okay, we paid off Stormy Daniels? If he does, Trump's got a big problem on his hands. If he doesn't... I don't this I don't this think this thing derails a Trump president. Well, how many voters do you think because we've been arguing about this for a while? How many voters do you think believe Trump when he says I've never cheated on my wife? These women are liars. I mean, and then and then and now are forced to think, oh, my God, he's cheated on his wife. I I can't support a man like that. Yeah, it's a poll there to believe be believed yet. The majority of people think he did. 
Uh, so that that opinion's already out there. That opinion's been formed. This, of course, was about how did the payoff money get funded and and who knew about it when. And that that's what this is really about. But keep in mind also, you know, just the Manafort thing has nothing to do with Trump. That's about his own taxes and finances and stuff. And many of the Cohen allegations are the same. Think some of the things he pled guilty to have nothing to do with Trump whatsoever. Right. Uh, it is notable uh, how many crooks that, you know, that Trump has surrounded oh, himself yeah. with. But, you know, he's a New York uh, real estate magnate, or, or he was for a very long time. Uh, well, I'm not, where, where do we go with this? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Guys, oh. I think the bottom line in this is going to be, does this impact individual House races come this fall? You know, are there Democrats that say, well, geez, look, at, we've got to now take this president down. You, we have to have a majority. You know, does this scare Republican House members even further who are nervous going into this fall? And then what does it do to coalesce a Republican Party? Hey, the day after the midterms, the presidential election starts in earnest. Oh, yeah. And, wow. Jeez. God dang it. Look forward to that here in a couple of months. We're right into uh, the presidential election of 2020. How many how many D House members are going to be running on impeachment? Do you have any idea? Well, you know, again, it'll be measured, Jack, only in the only in the deepest, you know, in those areas where they think they're not going to offend too many Republicans, they will use it. Maxine it, Waters. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, it's going to be more measured. It's going to be, well, listen, you know, I'm not really supportive of spending all our time on that. This is what I care about, health care, yada, yada, yada. I, I think it's going to be muted for many of these people in the swing districts that Democrats really have to have to take back the House. Well, and I think if you're a clever politician at all, you could make noises about, we need to seriously consider it. We need to take a hard look at it. We can't have a president who's a crook and everybody, hey, in the same way people chant, <laughs> right. build the wall at the Trump rally, and you're not actually promising to do anything. Hey, real quickly, speaking of uh, congressmen and women uh, running for re-election, have you taken a look at the campaign finance charges against Duncan Hunter? Well, you know, this, uh, all, this just came out recently, too. Geez, all, maybe it's good for these guys. Get all the bad news out in a 24-hour cycle. I don't know. But, uh, you know, that... That looks a little deeper, guys. You're, I mean, if the allegations are to be believed, and apparently it's like a nearly 50-page detailed filing on this, which I haven't seen yet, but you're talking about he and his wife having spent money they claim on lavish vacations, on school, on kids things for their kids' school. I mean, you cannot just willy-nilly, out of your campaign fund, decide you want to buy everybody in the neighborhood a new car. I'm just making that up. But right. bottom line, bottom line is... That could create problems. There's no question about it. And it's the bad news on top of bad news, Joe, as you know. As you know, you know Democrats are going to use this to paint a broad brush. See sure. these Republican crooks. You can't trust any of them. Well, that, you know, that, there, there's enough in the news right now. You can you can try to make the air look. They're the, they're the corrupt party, and we're not. It's a pretty safe Republican district. Um, the latest polling, he was still ahead. Um, and it's too late to get another name on the ballot. Does he? I didn't know that. Does he just go ahead and run for reelection? Maybe oh, get yeah. elected and then resign, or, or well, I think I I think no doubt he stays in at this point. And you know, the, I I don't know. I'm assuming he's going to fight all, a lot of the detailed allegations. Sure. I don't know. I haven't heard yet. And and the Republicans really don't have an alternative. But on the other side, look for Democrats to dump another fifty, a hundred thousand dollars in that race immediately, right? With attack ads going up within the next forty eight hours. Based on these allegations. So right. he wins, then he has to resign. Eventually, somebody comes to him and says, look, you're up to your neck in this. you got to go. Then is it one of those deals where governor appoints, or what happens then? Yeah, well, there would be, 
there, it depends on when he steps aside. You know, Jack, a lot of times what happens is they'll say, well, I'll stay until the, you know, the replacement is offered up through the special election. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. So yeah. it, it just, it just depends on how the whole thing is structured. We're way ahead of the game right now. I want to see what Hunter has to say about it and whether his own party is going to get solidly behind him and trying to defend him on this thing. Right. As his people have pointed out, you know, you get to respond to allegations and hash it out and then, then decide who's guilty and who's not. I always enough. assume all politicians are guilty of everything they've been charged with, and I'm rarely wrong. Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst, founder of CitizenVoice.org. Uh, Gary, it's great to talk to you. It's been too long. Likewise, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks very much, my friend. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which actually, uh, you know, brings me back to the previous discussion with Positive Sean about family values and that sort of thing. The percentage of uh, Republican candidates who actually, in their hearts, subscribe to that sort of thing is, it's not nearly 100%. In the same way that not nearly 100% of Democrats are actually looking out for the little guy. Both propositions are laughable. And I repeat my advice, hold every politician in suspicion, if not contempt, 24 hours a day. Cities have blood on their hands that allow those e-scooters, says a lawyer. You knew this was going to end. Boy, the e-scooter craze in various cities was short, wasn't it? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So who's good at... wrong with the world today I don't know what it is Something's wrong with our eyes I think I heard this song last night at the Trump rally, Living on the Edge by Aerosmith. Yes. It's one of my favorite latter era Aerosmith songs. There's a lot of good Aerosmith songs. Yeah, this is this is part of when their record company made them work with the the big songwriting gurus who come in and say, "Use this chord, this chord, this chord, these harmonies, it'll be a hit." Then they walk out of the room. Good work if you can get it. Yeah, a couple of my favorite bands have been subject. Cheap Trick had to do that at one uh-huh. point, like those power ballads they did. That was the record company saying, "We need a bigger hit out of you." Here, do this song. All right. Is that how we got Bob Dylan's Christmas album? <laughs> that's a lot of. That's a big part of it, Michael. That's crazy how that happens. That's what happened to Steve Miller, among other things. Steve Miller Band. He had that giant album with all those hits, and then they tried to screw him on on money and creative control, and he left the business. Mm-hmm. He just said, okay, F it. Good for him. But you'd think, well, what would it... I just put out an album that I did all by myself, and I made you a gazillion dollars. Right. right. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. back to Aerosmith and Living on the Edge. Uh, uh, Steven Tyler has said he doesn't want Donald Trump to use that song anymore at rallies, and he's trying to get a cease and desist going on that, which it's interesting. So um, uh, in the past, a lot of politicians have gotten uh, hit by artists saying this, and they're violating violating these various BMI ASCAP rights. You, you can't, if you're a mall and you're going to play popular music, you have to pay these music publishing companies. Right, a rights fee. You have to pay right. a rights fee to play the music. Well, a lot of politicians can't afford it or don't, and so any artist can say, stop playing our music, and you have to stop playing it. Or they don't Trump want the controversy. said, okay, and they paid the fees because he's a billionaire, yeah. and so he could play all kinds of music. So they're using something called the Lanham Act, which states that trademark infringement can occur if it, if the use of the song by a politician is 
likely to create confusion in the marketplace that the musician endorses the politician. Nobody thinks that. Who would ever think, if they're at a political (laughs) rally for anyone, when they hear the music, that, oh my gosh, I didn't know Tom Petty liked George Bush. I mean, who, who would think that? But anyway, that's you the know, argument if, they always if make. If the guy's up on stage playing his guitar, I think I could assume that, but it's playing it out of a stereo, no. Even then when we were yeah, at, when we were at the, when we were at the Republican uh, uh, convention, I assumed GE Smith hated Donald Trump. He just got him a big check to play to play music there. He must have hated him cuz he played like crap. But hey, I've talked about that before. How Let's long do it. is how long is this? Do we have time for it? Uh 20 seconds. Lanny Davis going on every show that exists. That's a lawyer for Michael Cohen this morning saying this. There's one person who could make Michael Cohen's legal problems go away in an instant. It's Donald Trump. Is he hoping for a pardon from President Trump? Not only is he not hoping for, he would not accept a pardon. He considers a pardon from somebody who has acted so corruptly as president uh, to be something he would never accept. Because he's so honorable. He's of such high moral stature. Right. And has been his entire life. He would not even, he'd rather sit in prison with a wife and children at home. For the next however many years, then accept a pardon from the man, which is hilarious. My God, the man's a paragon. <laughs> putting, putting aside two things. Oh, God. It's become infinitely clear Trump won't pardon him. So that's a meaningless vow. And there's no such thing as accepting a pardon. That's not a thing. <laughs> no, I don't accept it. Would you? I'm staying here. Well, you you'd have to pay rent. Because they're not going to keep you in prison. It's reverse Attica. I'm I'm, I'm railing the cup against the bars. I'm staying here. They're going to have to bust into your cell and gas you to make you go home. It's never happened before. You're hanging onto the bars like my kids do, and you're trying to take them anywhere. You can't get them out of there. You can't make me go. I like it here. I like it here. So that is just such a ridiculous statement. It's reverse Attica. It's hilarious. These are the characters you have involved. He's, he's staying in there. Lock me up! Lock me up! I hadn't even considered that obvious fact. You can't refuse a pardon. They're going to have him in front of the judge, and he's going to bolt, except not like out. He's going to bolt behind the bench and back into the holding cell. You guys got me! He wouldn't accept a pardon from this man. That is so good. That's so rich. <laughs> It's, it's really it's, great, silly, silly rhetoric, but they're lapping it up on the cable news. The whole back and forth between all of these characters is just just amazing. Yeah, yeah. My wife doesn't follow the news, and I was trying to catch her up on it last night, and uh, and she's just like, this is like a soap opera. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Mm. It's like me trying to explain Game of Thrones to you. It's like, so then there was Michael Flynn. No, no, no. He was the guy, advisor to the guy of the Lannisters who... (laughs) What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? As you were saying, the war of words between Donald Trump and his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, not letting up today. And it is time for America's pediatricians to start prescribing playtime for kids. Wow. Coming up. Jeez. What kind of world do you live in where that happens? What have we done? That hurts. That hurt my soul. Uh, A lot of things do. I have a bruised soul. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Take you down, let the river flow. Ah, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Trying to follow the Twitter feeds and uh, headlines. Uh, Michael Cohen's Truth Fund, his GoFundMe account, is up to $37,500 as people are 
donating money to try to help out this brave, honorable human being that is Michael Cohen. Which as generously as you can. Of the, the interviews I saw him do this morning, he has mentioned it at least twice in both of them. So that seems to be a very large reason why he's going on his little media oh. tour this morning. Cohen's doing interviews? No, no, no. His lawyer, Lenny oh, Davis. Lenny is Davis. Oh, Lenny Davis. Wow. Because the money's going to go to him. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God! No, this is to help God Michael you. Cohen and his family during this very difficult time of him telling the truth from now on. Says who? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and uh, an argument made by Trump haters was uh, for a long time was see how awful Michael Cohen is, showing that this is his personal lawyer and look what a crook he is. Right now, all of a sudden, he's an honorable human being because he's turned on Trump, but he is a okay. crook. He he is a he was a crook. He's still a crook. Please, Trump, you're all full of crap. Trump had a crook for his personal lawyer and a crook Says for who? his campaign manager. Says everybody. <laughs> everybody, bump okay. Lanny Davis. Okay, okay. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the standoff between Donald Trump and his former lawyer Michael Cohen is continuing this morning. Cohen's lawyer, uh, the aforementioned Lanny Davis, says. His client really wants to clear the air and is now more than willing. Because if he doesn't clear the air, he'll go to prison. That's why he wants to clear the air. Oh, Speaking of clearing the air, the unexplained odor that's been vexing San Diego for quite a long while is most probably what's called outgassing. Don't do it in the office. It's an oceanic phenomenon. Back to that uh, as soon as possible. Is that like crop dusting? <laughs> Outgassing. Lawyer, lawyer Davis saying his client wants to clear the air more than willing now to talk at length with Robert Mueller. Mr. Cohen has knowledge on certain subjects that should be of interest. More than happy to tell the special counsel all that he knows, not just about the obvious uh, possibility of a conspiracy to collude and corrupt the American democracy system in the 2016 election, which the Trump Tower meeting was all about, but also knowledge about the computer crime of hacking and whether or not uh, Mr. Trump knew ahead of time. And we know he publicly cheered it on, but did he also have private information? Well, I don't know. Have your client go tell Bob Mueller. Or maybe he already has. But uh, if 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 you know if that any of that stuff's true, well, that's a completely different ball game than this minor campaign finance problem. I also f- I find the points that the 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 messaging people choose to emphasis to be very interesting. And he kept going back today on again on some of the the interviews that I saw him today yeah. about my client was directed to commit this crime. It was directed right. to like right. trying to keep his client out of trouble. Well, well no, that's that's specifically the words of the statute. Yeah, and that implicates Trump in a, or it's, he's he's making it seem like that is what the difference maker is between regular just kind of ca- campaign finance rule breaking. Yeah. Um whether that holds up or not, I don't know, but that's the point that he's trying to make. He'd have more credibility if he didn't mention the GoFundMe page. <laughs> yes. yes, Twice. Give generously. An illegal immigrant's going to be in court today on charges he killed Iowa College student Molly Tibbetts. God dang it. What a terrible story. Yeah, he's being charged with the first degree of murder and the death of the 20-year-old Tibbetts. She's been missing for more than a month, last seen jogging near the small town uh, she lived in uh, in Iowa. Authorities say he confessed. He led him to a cornfield where they discovered the body believed to be Tibbetts. Jeez. New policy report from the American Academy of Pediatrics is uh, recommending children's doctors prescribe playtime 
for their young patients during well visits. Wow. Well, we're a diseased society. God, I'd say. Trying to cure the disease of overscheduling, etc. Doctors say in playtime's being squeezed out as schools and parents focus on academic achievement and activities at the expense of kids having free time to just play. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get to do it, do whatever you want to do, do what you think is best. I, boy, I have no uh, results to show I have any idea what I'm doing. But uh, we don't do the super schedule thing. It just, it seems like it'd make me crazy right. and make them crazy, and but whatever. National- whatever you want to do. Doctors seem to think you should have some get to do whatever you want time if you're a kid. National survey found only about half of preschool children went outside to walk or play once each day with Good either. Lord. Parent. How is Good that even possible? God. Yeah. How's that even possible? That's what the uh, that's what the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics is saying. It also said thirty percent of kindergarten children in the U.S. no longer have any recess. No longer have any recess at school. That's obscene. What the hell are we doing? My God. One last note: Google Assistant's got a new feature that'll let users just read the good news. Users just have to ask the assistant to tell me something good, and they get a list. Of positive stories about yeah, but what if you've your good your idea of good news is Trump's campaign manager was indicted? Is that uh-huh. for some people that was really good news? For some people it was bad news. Google says uh, people uh, uh, stories would feature things like people working to solve problems in the world. They could include everything from advances in medical research to how African farmers are keeping their cows healthy. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something you could g- 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 Google. Yeah. Piece by Haley Tsukiyama in the Washington Post. Don't want Google tracking you? You have almost no choice, according to a study. Google's sweeping capability to collect data makes it nearly impossible to escape the tech giant in the course of normal online activity. 55-page study, Vanderbilt University, said that an idle smartphone running Google's Android operating system with its Chrome browser open sends data to Google servers as often as 14 times an hour. Wow. <laughs> Wow, and that information is out there and hackable or accessible by the government if they want it. That's People just don't seem to care. Yeah. Like you, you carry around a tracking device. Yep. Well, and you stare at it all day while you don't go out with your little kids. Oh, that is rough. I hate even I hate even hearing about it and talking about it because it hurts my heart. My kids are not doing that. I guess that's all I can control. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> That's the Liberty Bell, ladies and gentlemen. The Liberty Bell. Do you remember Liberty? Michael snuck in late at night. He took a hammer. He banged the thing. He recorded it. It's an inspiring sound, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. You're a good American. So is there more on the Google thing? I thought, was there a Facebook screwing us somehow also? Well, yeah, Facebook's uh, rating the trustworthiness of its users on a scale from zero to one is a a little chai-commy. For my taste, a little Chinese communist, but... And it's back to school time, back to cheating on your husband time for some moms. Oh, no. According to a new study. Oh, my. Kids are at school, you got a little free time. Oh, no. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of the nation. Show. With a heart man 
kind of studies are stupid. You'll hear it on a radio station or a TV uh, show, and they'll report it as if it's meaningful. It's dumb. It's from a dumb website. Here's their stat, though. Listen to this stat. Back to school is cheating time for some moms. It actually makes sense. Well, sure. Because one of the main things that has to happen in an affair is uh, opportunity. You have to have the opportunity to do it. Mm. I, I don't know how people do. I really don't. And a don't. motive and a weapon. I don't know how you have the oh, opportunity. Oh, no, that's murder. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I a weapon. <laughs> well, I got a weapon. Oh, and boy. I have a motive. Oh, boy. Um, no, but you have to have the opportunity and, you know. That was, kid, that was toxic masculinity. Kids going back to school is the opportunity for women. But according to this survey, 64% of women are having affairs while their kids are at school. What? <laughs> Two out of three. What? Well, it's from Ashley Madison's website. Oh, for God's sake. They did the study. Hey, right. Ashley Madison website. Weren't like 90% of your female profiles like catfishing fake <laughs> site? Like, like they weren't even real people? And you got hacked, as I recall. You know, if you're going to do a made-up statistic to try to get the media to mention your website, don't go so far over the top that it's ridiculous. Two-thirds of moms are not having affairs while their kids are at school. I don't know. I I, I might have to disagree. Uh, just because the Sodi Straw uh, number... And the number of women who have been sexually assaulted on college campuses. Oh, you're not and, okay. You're not se- disagreeing with whether or not it's a good idea to put out a dumb. You're disagreeing with the dumb stat part. N- I thought you were disagreeing that maybe this number is true. N- oh no, two thirds no, no, of moms no. are having affairs no, while their kids are at school. It makes you a slut. I'm just oh rush, rush. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking it's it, you go for the gold because the stupid, stupid media will report it over and over and over again. That's hilarious. Two thirds. Okay. You know, speaking of uh, sexy time, I have more related stuff on that. I have what I think is a very reasonable summary of uh, and nonpartisan summary of of the whole uh, convictions and pleadings and the rest of it yesterday. Just by scanning my list of Washington Post headlines about Cohen and uh, and Manafort and the rest of it. Uh, Cohen, most specifically, I mean, Manafort's a tax cheat and has been forever, and he's busted. Why Trump is calling him a brave guy and the rest of it, I just it boggles my mind. I don't know. He's a crook. Um, but Because Manafort knows something? Could be. Uh, and he appreciates him not uh, pleading out and flipping on him. Uh, not that I think he has anything. He might. I don't know. But here are your Cohen headlines. Michael Cohen said he worked to silence two women in coordination with Trump to influence 2016 election. Okay. I think I think we're all pretty much agreed on that. Cohen's claim about Trump may spark calls for impeachment, but is unlikely to lead to charges. That's by Rosalind Helderman, Matt Zapatosky, and Devlin Barrett of the Washington Post. Arch conservatives, none. Trump's company approved $420,000 in payments to Cohen, relying on sham invoices, prosecutors say. Now, that could turn into something. I mean, if you're... It could turn into a fine or something, but it's not a... There There might be financial crimes there, um, but, you know, sham invoices, I don't know how serious that is. Depends what it's for and, and who it's for. Uh, Cohen lawyer Lanny Davis suggests his client has knowledge implicating Trump in criminal conspiracy to hack Democratic emails. But he hasn't said it out loud yet, or what? Yeah. He's holding back on that, or is that... Uh, Information that they want to use, okay, we'll tell you the rest if I'm not going to go to jail at all. Over all my shenanigans. Right. Lifetime of shenanigans. We shall see. We shall see.
It is neither the way Donald Trump is describing it from the stage and in his Twitter feed, nor is it the fevered rhetoric on CNN and MSNBC. It's not even close to that. And listen, I know some of you hate to hear that, or you think, oh, Joe Getty's just a Trump apologist. No, wait and see. I still don't understand why you'd want Trump impeached so Mike Pence is president anyway if you're a progressive. <sighs> I guess unless you think Trump's it's actually tr- going to blow up the world or something. Tr- yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the short answer is because it's not about policy with them. They'll get Pence and then they'll have a new thing to be outraged about when a more traditional conservative who's actually effective at governing tries to get policies through. But mm. they're not anti-Trump because of his policies, I don't think. Plus, the political crowd is always, I don't know if it's equal shares or 60-40, 70-30, I don't know. I had to, it would take too much time to figure out. And I'm a man who craves leisure. But, <laughs> I mean, among the people screeching that, uh, I'm terrified, this is the scariest time ever, he's going to blow up the world, are, I don't know, maybe 50-50 people who actually believe that and people who just know it's a great way to whip up the base. Just for instance, so the the crowd that he's got to go, he's got to be impeached. You know, who knows? Some of them actually believe it. Some of them just want to keep everybody paying attention. Tough call for the Democratic Party is a strategy, and I don't know which would work better. Do you go with this sort of cynical, "We will impeach Trump, vote us in, and we'll impeach Trump"? That'd get a lot of people worked up. Sure, here's our shot. Yeah, or and then do you actually do it? Do you follow through on it? Which would eat up a year and a half of mm-hmm. a, of a presidential election. Um, that'll eat up a lot of time. You will do nothing else as the Democratic Party but impeach Trump. It'll be the only thing in the news for a year and a half. So you can either do it that way or you can, you know, push reform in health care or forgiving student loans or whatever is your issue. Right. And make them vote against it in the Senate or kill it in the Senate, that sort of thing. Presuming the Democrats don't take the Senate, which is fairly unlikely at this point. So, listen, it's worth noting that Nancy Pelosi, who I consider to be morally bankrupt, as mean as a snake, as 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 utterly soulless as any political figure in the last century, I, I cannot stand her. Really? Just, yeah. As a human being, I can't stand you. I think it's notable that she, who is also smart as a whip... Uh, although she's addled now. She's very old and, and starting to kind of fail. Anyway. Uh, really? But, but Yes. But she she is telling all of her troops, hey, shut up about impeachment because it is going to whip up the Republican base in a way that at this point probably isn't likely through any other means because they're a little discouraged and a little you know tired of the whole thing. And mm-hmm. So just for God's sake. Don't give them something to whip up their base. And I think she's right. I think if they can just soft pedal it and hint at it in those districts where it would play, um, I think that's probably a smarter strategy for Democrats. Because it could be Trump fatigue is setting in among the less dyed-in-the-wool Trump supporters. And I think she's right on that. Attorney says, I also think she has hooves inside her pumps and she has her horns shaved down. So they're not seen in the Capitol, under the harsh light of the Capitol. Because she's the devil. She's the devil! An attorney says, blood on the hands of cities that allow e-scooters. They showed up in a variety of cities, on the, particularly on the West Coast. Uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle. It felt like grains of salt floating around in Earl Wilkinson's mouth, but in fact it were teeth remnants. Very, very small teeth. Oh, remnants. The result of the 50-year-old, 52-year-old's face plant during an electric scooter crash. He ended up in the emergency room with a broken arm. Is he a grown man? He's 52. Get on the scooter of his free will. Case yeah. closed. Next! Yeah. Yeah. Man, I ought to be a judge. Next! 
But your honor, get out! <laughs> a doctor at a San Francisco hospital likewise describes a low estimate of 5 to 10 scooter injuries per week. The first reported death on an electric scooter came Saturday when a 20-year-old rider was hit by a car. Oh, that's tragic. Well, it is tragic, but somebody didn't look both ways. Right. Either the driver or the scooter person. Cars, potholes, and pedestrians tend to get in the way of the scooters ripping around at 15 miles an hour. How could you not know that? <laughs> you're on a motorized vehicle, you're on the street some of the time, and you don't understand cars are a hazard? I, I don't get this. So this lawyer, who sees an opportunity to get millions of dollars from a city, said, I think there's blood on the hands of every city that allows them to operate, knowing how many riders and pedestrians could get injured. Whatever, you leech. I'm sorry you broke your teeth and you have remnants floating around in your mouth, but you're 52 years old and you got on a thing. You better have pretty good balance and some skills. If you don't, I wouldn't ride it. Better be cautious. Whatever. God dang it. Kids aren't playing. People get hurt at somebody else's fault. Ah! That's the noise I make. We're a disease society. That's the noise I make. Ah! We're dying. The world's going to hell. (laughs) That's what the Armstrong and Getty show is. So, if you get the award-winning fourth hour, some great, great uh, talk about uh, lovemaking. If not, check out the podcast. See you tomorrow. God bless America for you.